Hi, <laughs> welcome back to the Illuminated Castle. Thank you so much again for subscribing. Your support means so much to me. I'm so, so grateful. And today I am speaking with Ulrika Sullivan. She is a Western tropical astrologer as well as a galactic astrologer. And I've had her on my podcast before, and I'm just so honored to have her back. So Ulrika, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ali. It's such an honor to be here and I'm excited for this conversation. So my thank you. Thank you. And so for this conversation today, we're really going to be speaking about astrology again through that galactic lens. And I wanted to mention that as you go in deeper into understanding, into knowing thyself through astrology, you begin to understand consciousness and the consciousness of yourself on a very multidimensional level. So we're even referring to say uh, the planet Mars and the consciousness of Mars that it carries in your chart. So we may have a, a placement of Mars in one of our houses as one of these energy systems. And so it really helps give you an understanding of how that energy expresses itself through you in the form of consciousness. And today we're going to be speaking about uh, placements that might be quite new. So we're speaking about, and again, this is really a conversation around consciousness and the astrology of that. And so we are going to be referring to these aspects on the chart as something like a black hole. However, astronomically, they do have a very different terminology. But the idea behind this conversation, we really want everyone to know is that you very well likely have these placements of these black holes in your chart. And we want you to know that they're very powerful and they're very beautiful placements. And we want to teach and show you how to discover this in your own chart. So Ulrika, I'm going to give the floor to you to introduce these energies of consciousness and I will allow you to leave. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm going to share a couple of slides because sometimes it's easier to kind of just point out a couple of things. And we are going to look at also a couple of charts because many of you are interested, like how can I find these points in my own chart and what does it mean? So I'm gonna give you a couple of examples, but first let's do some basics around what I call galactic points. And as Ali mentioned, it, it really is um, referring to uh, vast energy, within our un our universe, but also who knows, multiple universes and galaxies. So I'm going to give you a perspective uh, of what we know today and what different points, because there are different points that we can identify in our charts that represent uh, you know, consciousness in order of magnitude. And sometimes it can be you know, very heart opening and uh, to know that you may have a multiple alignments within your chart, within your unique energetic imprint to these vast 
sources of what I call wisdom, you know, a universal wisdom. And what we're doing here, we're really raising our awareness around consciousness and because that's, you know, to, to be able to know what you have access to <laughs> and expand into that awareness about ourselves. So with that, I'm going to uh, share my screen just to give you a little, little view here. Let's see, we are going to first slideshow. Um, So I hope that we will be visible still, you and I up in the corner there. And these slides, oops, these slides are are just support for uh, for kind of how to to talk about this because again, bring yourself now to the biggest most vast perspective that you ever can kind of relate to. And we're going to go beyond that. And what you see on this image here is the galactic center. Um, it's an image that I, I copied from the uh, NASA website. And of course, there's like some, some color <laughs> made to it. But basically what both of these images are our energy that swirls around in the universe and it really what i usually say is that what we're going to talk about talk about today is really how the how how the universe versus run what makes it go around if you will because all of us wherever we are in the universe if we take like the biggest perspective we can even imagine it's made of energy and energy has to move. So this is an image that invites us to step into that perspective of how the universe is run, basically, how it goes around, <laughs> because it is really, from what we know, lots of different directions of energy that, and as we know, in our solar system, for example, we know that there are cycles, you know, our planets that we often relate to, you know, Mars, Mercury, all of the personal planets and beyond. It's always a cycle. And in the bigger universe, it's a cycle as well. So I, I want to just, yeah. Well, I wanted to mention, um, Ulrika, one of the moments that really stuck with me in high school, it was one of the laws and it was that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. It can only change form. And I feel like that's, so powerful and so true when we understand ourselves in this greater picture. Mm. Oh, that's, that's really profound because it's, it's one of the, um, the truths, if you will, that, that goes, that, that we rely on even that far out <laughs> in the universe mm -hmm. as the galactic center. And I want to show this next image because if you're listening or watching this, you may have heard of the galactic center, which is what we have up here. 
and we're going to talk about how to identify these points in, in your chart, but there's actually three more even bigger energy centers that we're going to talk about today as well that also are identifiable in a chart. And that is the supergalactic center, the great attractor, and the Shapley attractor. So, so what's the difference between these, these four vast, you know, centers of energy, centers of wisdom, universal wisdom? Now, the galactic center is really um, in the middle of the Milky Way. So if we, you know, as humans, we want to put this into perspective, but, but in order of magnitude, yes, the galactic center is what we in this solar system is mostly driven by, driven by. Any of you have heard about the galactic center, and that's really the center of our uh, solar system and the Milky Way. So that is what we may, I would say, have most access to, or that influences us the most because it's, it's technically closest to us here on earth. And it's, you know, it's about 26,000 light years away from earth. Now, when it comes and if you think about a galact the galactic center as a center of wisdom if you will or a mass of energy it's about 400 million times bigger than the sun so that's just to give you some you know sense of magnitude here and it basically is our close to, closest transmitter of divine consciousness if you will so it's it's related to um uh, sagittarius in the constellation sagittarius it sits at 27 degrees and i uh, and if you want to take some notes here 20 and we're going to identify in your chart later where 27 uh degrees of sagittarius is located but basically that's where we can pinpoint in our charts where the galactic center is is located and if you think about sagittarius the 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 characteristics of that sign it's it's very much expansion evolution that it that sign stands for so that's that's interesting to kind of think of what that means now um Galactic center has been known by us as far as what we know since 1974, but that's modern time. What we know about ancient wisdom is that many of the indigenous um, people were very much more tuned into the galactic uh, movements, right? Following the fixed stars, following. So likely this a galactic center is also something that indigenous people were tuned into and drawing from, you know, downloads, divine wisdom. So uh, I wouldn't say 1974 is like <laughs> some milestone because it's more how uh, we were invited in modern time to start relating to this. So uh, in 1974. Truly, um, if we bring it up a notch, 
our solar system and the galactic center and the the closest, if you will, black hole, because yes, it is a black hole uh, astronomically as well. It is um, divine truth, basically the energy of divine truth. And it's probably the easiest, easiest energy for us as humans here now to connect with. So knowing in your chart where this point is located and what house, that can give you some insights to how this energy may influence you today and what you have access to. And uh, December, I believe December 18th to 20th each year in Western tropical uh, astrology, the sun is conjunct the galactic center. So Pay attention to those dates, because when the sun is, is shining a light on the galactic center, we can, you know, have really profound insights to come to us. But that's that's the same date every year. So that's that's good. It's just a little bit bit of trivia to know about it. Um, Yeah. So let's move on, because. The super galactic center <laughs> is the next one. And if you think about like the super galactic center is the next octave of the galactic center. So it's almost like this um, relationship between a parent and a child, if you will. So the super galactic center is, um, is a, um, it is a black hole. Uh, defined by astronomy as well. Those two are. Um, and it includes actually over 30 galaxies. So if you if you think of the magnitude, now we're going up, right? And in, in terms of magnitude and the supergalactic center is located, we can locate it in our chart at two degrees of Libra. So that's going to be important for you to know, like, where do I have two degrees of Libra in my chart? And do I, I ask have a any? question? Absolutely. Okay. So seeing as how we're kind of going in order of magnitude, um, if you have access in your chart to the consciousness of the supergalactic center, does that mean that it's possible that because they sort of grow together that you would also likely have access to the galactic center or are they they're just specific placements that would give you access to that energy so if someone had access to both galactic center and super galactic they would need to have these two placements in their chart that's correct yes yes okay. that's how mm -hmm. we interpret it and mm -hmm. and uh, no one point can be interpreted in isolation so always when we interpret uh, someone's energy imprint, if you will, at least that's how I do it. I, I look at the holistic picture of everything before any kind of uh, conclusions are made, right? But theoretically, you, you can have a personal alignment or placement in your chart to two degree of Libra and not to... 27 of Sagittarius. I think that's what you're asking. Yes. Because it's not, um, you know, really, um, <laughs> it's not on a string, if you will. If you have right. one, you have the other. No. Um, but in, to interpret, it can give us an um, uh, indication of 
the magnitude of the wisdom that a person have uh, access to because one person might just have one alignment. Other people might have multiple. I have had clients who have all of these exact in a chart, for example. And that means that the magnitude of of energy that that person have access to, to work with energetically is, can be um, greater, if you will. But it's, it's, it's never, um, it, but it depends on what you want to do with it. Some people decide not to work with that energy and some do. So it's, it's never like, if you have this, you're going to get that. (laughs) And then also I wanted to mention as well, that we have to remember that each Uh, Zodiac also has its shadow aspect. So we have as energetic beings access to both the light and shadow aspects of these energies. And so oftentimes, you know, that energy may at one point express itself in the shadow aspect. So it's just interesting as a, as a side to discuss that, but carry on. Absolutely. And one other thing I want to say between this parent and child, if you will, is that in a chart, uh, the super galactic center will always square the galactic center. And, and you'll see that when we look at the circular uh, chart and that will always happen, right? Uh, it will always be a square between these points in a chart. But how do we interpret that? Because, uh, but it's exactly like that parent and child, the inner, the outer, the the positive, the, it's a little bit of duality between here, between the super galactic center uh, and galactic center location wise in the chart. But it, what, what is really the, um, uh, the insight here is that within us, there's always this little bit of tension, right? That depending on when these, where these points are in your chart, you will likely feel some sort of subconscious tension. And that can give you a lot of insight. Um, But by degree, these two points in your chart will always square each other. So interesting. Um, but when it comes to magnitude, it's it's like if you think about galactic center as our closest, you know, black hole to us, which may be more personal. The supergalactic center is is more that multidimensional um, energy, if you will, going thirty galaxies, including uh, that type of of magnitude and truth. Now. If we move on, the great attractor, and I have an image uh, next, I think, that shows you just a pictorial of a little bit how it can look like energetically. The great attractor sits at 14 degrees of Sagittarius. And um, to give you a a, a feel for it, it includes 100,000 galaxies in magnitude. That's at least, you know... This is this is human estimates, <laughs> if you will. And so it's a multiverse, multi, uh, if we think that, like now we're going super big, right? Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it is, yeah, and it, it's it's a million times bigger in terms of energetic mass 
than the Milky Way. So, you know, we're, I don't know, it's hard to get our head around the magnitude of, of these, um, you know, estimates, if you will. But the great attractor has been um, clearly um, important when it comes to bringing um, opportunity for us to, uh, you know, tune into consciousness. And the great attractor is one of those that really, you know, the universe goes around, around. And it's, um, yeah, what else? Uh, and it's about 2 billion light years away. So it's like, it's, it, again, it's hard to kind of get a sense for this, but there is more. There is more. Because the Shapley attractor, you can see the big, <laughs> big circle around that, is located at two degrees of Scorpio. And that is uh, a supercluster um, that has to do with the pure, something pure, right? Innocent uh, truth that. And it's the biggest influence of 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 um, the biggest magnitude of influence that we currently know, as far as I know. <laughs> um, and the Shapley attractor is um, really about oneness, if we think consciousness, consciousness now. And and we if we bring it back to our charts, right? Um, the Shapley attractor, anyone who has an alignment, a conjunct, a direct alignment to the Shapley attractor, have access to um, work with immense energy, like oneness. Um, and it, it's hard to put words to it, right? But it's a supercluster. And if we think about what Scorpio stands for, it really is that um, depth of it all. Both the good and the bad, right? But and the bad, right? A question about uh, the Shapley attractor. So at what point in the year is Shapley attractor activated through uh, the alignments like you were mentioning the 2018 to the 21st of December would be the galactic center I was just curious if you happen to know the period of activation for that like anyone who has it in their chart has access to that but it is there's also a period where it's most uh, the frequency and the ability to connect with it is is higher and I was curious yes. if you happen to know the dates of that just out of curiosity of curiosity identify that but that's exactly what we want to do we want to know when we uniquely us have a uh, specific alignment to an important fixed star or galactic point in our charts for divine insight basically and uh, meditate um, maybe a little longer or just prioritize to meditate cer those certain days because we can get divine downloads and, and insights that comes to us uh, because that uh, alignment, it's, it's this flow of energy that we have access to. Um, so yeah, highly recommended. Amazing. I wanted to show just, this is kind of an energy chart 
um, that can show you, uh, we have uh, location of the Milky Way is over here. Let's say you can see the Milky Way uh, just plotted out in the image here. But it, the purpose of this image is just to show you, for example, the great attractor here. It, visually, it seems a lot bigger than the Milky Way over there, right? <laughs> it's just a matter mm -hmm. of the the showing the energetics um, as plotted out by... Um, you know, outer space central here, and they, they created this image. But this is how energy works, right? There's, there is um, this flow, a natural flow in the universe, as I, as I sense it here, right? But it's just bigger wheels <laughs> that drives this universe, if you will, depending on if it's a galactic center that's located here in our, our Milky Way, or let's say, for example, the great attractor uh, that runs, you know, over, um, you know, 100,000 galaxies. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. So I hope you get a little sense mm -hmm. for kind of the magnitude between all of these four points. But all in all, the purpose of us knowing about these points in our charts is, is very similar. It is for us to realize that we have access to so much more, you know, cosmic energy than we think we have. Beautiful. Now, let's dive into a chart here. And um, as an example, um, I this could be someone's chart, someone's birth chart, but I chose to just point out, you know, an event that is, is right now when we are recording this um, in, in May, 2023, and that's the full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio. And here's the chart for that lunar eclipse. And the reason I picked this was that it's a great example of how these uh, galactic points can can influence co us collectively. So specifically, uh, our lunar eclipse here have two alignments, two really important alignments. And, you know, we can always look at, you know, conjuncts or opposites, but also trines, sextiles, and squares. Now, for simplicities for this conversation, I've only plotted out the conjunct and opposites. But of course, there's different interpretation that can be made, whether it's a trine or a sextile or a square as well. But you get you get the point here. Now, I want to point out where how you can identify these galactic points in your chart. So your birth chart will look different, obviously, but um anywhere you have libra for example is the supergalactic center 2 degrees of libra right there so you would go and identify where you have this glyph <laughs> the libra glyph and go to 2 degrees each zodiac signs have have 30 degrees and uh, that house where 2 degrees of libra is in, in this case it's a second house uh, would be important to know um, the other um, point here that I that is uh, really highlighted within the lunar eclipse is that the south node 
there was no glyph for the south node here. So I inserted a pair of headphones <laughs> upside down. But I, I thought Great. it was really important to know because the south node is exactly conjunct um, in this is is exactly the position of the south node is exactly conjunct the Shapley attractor. And what does this mean? Well, both Scorpio, I would say, and the South Node are heavily linked into karma and, and release of karma, if you will. So, wow, what a great, like Shafley attract, you mean that that big circle? And <laughs> it's like the, the biggest magnitude of um, releasing karma. That's how I interpret this alignment. Like wow. there's a highway to through the universe for people to release the past and it's a it's a call that we are strongly getting from the universe to kind of okay this is it this is it it's a lot it's conjunct the shapley attractor i've been feeling this energy let go yeah, <laughs> right it's been powerful yeah and the great attractor at 14 of Sagittarius and the galactic center here is 27 um, Sagittarius. Now, Venus in the chart of the lunar eclipse is opposite the galactic center. Uh, and in this chart, it sits in the 10th house. But what does that mean? Well... Galactic center, as I men mentioned in the beginning, is really the the black hole that runs our galaxy, if you will, in the in the Milky Way. So Venus is here to um, as an opposite alignment, is really here to bring um, the heart into the mix in our consciousness. And why when it's opposite, it may be also that we've been waiting for a long time. It has been, and it, it's dependent on this release of karma as well, because an opposite alignment is often when we're invited later into in, in our life or later into the process. And Venus is here to really highlight, okay, Milky Way galaxy, like wake up to the divine feminine, wake up to the heart, wake up to connect with these big energies that we have access to. So um, this is how you can identify them in your own chart, um, identifying Libra, Scorpio, and Sagittarius, and you have them there. Um, and the conjunct alignments are always the most uh, obvious, obvious. I also wanted to show you how a galactic astrology chart looks like, and it's more of in, in this form. And what you can see here is all the other alignments to fixed stars, including the galactic points for the lunar eclipse. And here we see, um, for example, well, I'll show you Venus first, the opposite alignment to the galactic center here. If you follow that line number, uh, row number eight. And we also have uh, the south node conjunct the Shapley attractor. And of course, the North Node is opposite because they're always opposite each other. But that's how you will see if you run there, you can get um, your own galactic chart. That's galacticastrochart.com. But we can also see what other 
fixed stars and points are important in because you asked me before like how can we tune into these other points not just you know how do we know so in this lunar eclipse andromeda is is uh you know it's a conjunct the sun the sun is conjunct andromeda almac for example uh, and I, I this is a simplified chart there's a whole bunch of other aspects going on but i just to not overwhelm everyone i just pulled out the conjunct and opposite alignments so andromeda is very visible shining the light on on this uh, lunar eclipse uh, and the moon obviously because it's a lunar uh, it's a full moon they're opposite each other now um, there's also access to the andromeda galaxy which is conjunct jupiter where jupiter is at, at the time of the lunar eclipse so andromeda is heavily activated or or you know involved <laughs> in this lunar eclipse saturn is conjunct fomalhaut which is you know, Saturn is our, our true teacher, right? We, it keeps us in check. <laughs> and clearly, it has an angelic, we have angelic support through this, this um, you know, release of, of the past through the South Node, clearly. Um, and Pluto is conjunct Lyra Aladfar. And um, if you can see here, the orb here is it's exact. There's only zeros there. The other uh, parentheses are, are indicating the degree and the orb. But Pluto is clearly tapping into one of the cradles of uh, human, human souls uh, from a galactic heritage. There's many, many of us who have um, galactic heritage with Lyra constellation. And Pluto is is right aligned to that constellation to help us really relate to what's going on and and uh yeah so this is just a very simple simplified example of what we can read from from the lunar eclipse as an example and to make this even more personal i pulled up uh, ali's chart here <laughs> that we're going to take a look at i'm going to move you up um so here's Ali's natal chart and her galactic chart. And again, it's very simplified. I pulled out a lot of information just to not have too crowded of a chart. She has a very crowded chart in terms of galactic alignments, um, which is great. And one thing that I found and that we're going to just point out very quickly is that her Neptune is conjunct the great attractor. She has a number of other alignments to the other points, but uh, this is the most prominent, the great attractor and your Neptune, and it's in the fourth house. So this is what you would do if you're listening or watching to this. You would take your natal chart, you will run a galactic chart, and you would look at uh, where these points are plotted out in your chart. And for Ali, her Neptune, which has to do with her cosmic wisdom her connection to uh, spirituality and everything that neptune stands for she has a direct line to the great attractor and the great attractor if you remember is that uh you know immense hundred thousand galaxies 
driver in the universe. And in the fourth house, it means that she is here, likely to help build a foundation for this connection. Because the fourth house is home, our safety. She has it naturally in Sagittarius. However, it's intercepted, but it's it's something that she will continuously uh, work to get more and more and more access to uh, as she goes. And the great attractor is really that multiverse type of energy that she has access to. Uh, the fourth house, uh, she is definitely here to not only build that awareness, trust her intuition within herself, but also likely be part of representing that that access and and way of relating. So that's just a very quick little, <laughs> you know, intuitive download on what this Neptune is doing for you in relation to these galactic points. And the, there's a, you know, the orb usually we use specifically for, for the great attractor is, is between five, seven degrees. And, and your alignment here is two degrees, two, 0.19 from the exact alignment to the great attractor. So that's pretty, that's pretty spot on, I would say. Yeah. Wow. It's a lot. It's very, it's very activating to even see my chart shown from a galactic perspective, just to read some of these, you know, galaxies, planets. It's just, it really, allows this energy to flow and for you know for me personally to understand the ancientness of my soul and my hope for each of you who's listening is that you begin to see yourself and I'm sure Luca would, would agree the intention of this presentation is for each of you to really go in to your chart and I will be placing a link below and to really just, you know, look at it from an intuitive perspective, just allow the energies to come towards you and feel into it. What draws your attention? What, you know, what energies do you feel when you look at it? And that really we are and Ulrika has mentioned this, we are beginning to understand ourselves from that multi-dimensional energy. And it is a beautiful gift to understand how divine we are and how powerful we are as creators and we were speaking a lot about these energies and truly the imagination and our ability to create through the use of our imagination is so powerful. It is yeah. unlimited. And we are beginning to understand that power within us. And yeah. Yes, an awareness about our unlimited, you know, part of ourselves that it can help us to kind of really let go of the limitations that we place on ourselves and what, what we're capable of. 
So yes, I, I love that you're bringing up that it feels like it's expanding within you because that it, it really is um, helping us align to that expansive energy that we do have access to and to make it also um, understandable and allowing us to interpret our own unique energetic imprint is, is very empowering. Um, so yeah, I, I can't wait to, uh, Ali has a lot more, <laughs> you know, alignments to the galactic points than what I showed you, but, uh, again, sextiles, trines, squares, and, and often those aspects are where we either are working on something or can learn something, get really profound insights in the interpretation as a whole as a chart as a whole is is really where uh, you the unique imprint is coming through and i want to mention for anyone who is new to astrology that really and truly my journey into astrology happened in december of last year i felt this incredible call into my chart so if you are new to astrology you're in a safe split a safe space I would just encourage you to dive in. I would love, Ulrika, to have you on again to speak more, even about just the Western tropical astrology. I mean, there's so many points of interest that we can speak about as we dive into this just beautiful understanding of, of ourselves and consciousness. So we will be putting all of the links below and, you know, if you have any questions, definitely reach out. And of course, if you are interested in having your galactic astrology done by Ulrika, you absolutely can reach out to her and she can take care of that for you. And you are, you know, receiving these beautiful activations and wisdoms of, of your truest self. So that is, of course, always an option as well. Thank you, Ulrika, for this illuminating conversation. And I'm so grateful. I really, truly hope that everyone who is watching has received. I'm sure they have received some beautiful offerings from this. And is there anything you wanted to say in closing? No, just like if you have questions, just drop them in the, uh, we will read all the questions and maybe we can, you know, bring up the questions in, in, in an upcoming um, episode, because it's important to listen to what you're curious about. Um, and, and really what, what this type of information does for us is that it helps us understand who we truly are, our true self. And so that we can, like the South node is asking us now at this time to really let go of our limitations and invite that big energy and let that fill us with inspiration, creativity. And, and uh, one of the things I also always are um, asking or requesting from others when they get a reading from me, for example, is to really sit with this information and, and make it, uh, you know, really take the time to integrate what these insights may mean for you in your life now, because even if we are tapping into our multidimensional self, it is here we are now and how we can, you know, evolve 
in our current life. <laughs> and uh, it it is fascinating to see how how this type of insight can really open up immense wisdom and creativity within within someone. So yeah, it, it's it's important to to sit with the information and really take it in. <laughs> Amazing, thank you, Erika. You know, we are all here at this moment in time for a reason. I want to leave everyone with that understanding that we are powerful aspects of divine consciousness and we are powerful creators and we are here for quite a spectacular <laughs> coming years. And I, I'm, my imagination is just going wild right now with the potentials. So yes, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Thank you so much, Ulrika. Thank you so much Thank for watching. You. Thank you for liking and subscribing. And we're just sending you all so much love. Thank you. Bye-bye.